I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Tim Chartier from Davidson College, the Department of Mathematics, and Daniel Martin, a recent graduate of Davidson who was a math major, and we're talking about the work they did to show that a triple cork in snowboarding uh, was possible in the ESPN X Games competition, and we'll start off part two here talking about how the ESPN Sports Science Program uh, reposed the original problem. So their initial question was, what was his maximum speed going to have to be? So that's what I told them. And then they wanted to know, so in the X Games, the ramp that he launches from is bigger, right? And then also his landing surface is more sloped. So they wanted to know the bigger ramp, right? He needed to be in the air 0.9 seconds longer or something. And so they wanted to know what contribution was the bigger ramp, how much of a contribution was the different landing slope, so then he would have to go this much faster to get that extra air. So they wanted me to say, like, he gets 0.2 seconds from a bigger ramp, 0.1 second from a different landing slope, and then increasing his speed to this, he'll get that final 0.6 seconds. If you watch the piece itself, you can actually see those results in the way that they actually formulated the TV segment, which was, it's, it's nice. It's nice, if you will, storytelling in terms of the way to roll it out. And, and the TV segment was someone executing a, a double cork? No, they used computer animation in the um, sports science piece to show a snowboarder flipping in the uh, triple cork. So they actually created some kind of rather impressive computer animation of a snowboarder doing what Daniel said could be done. They, they, I think they had a guy do a double cork, and they had that was part of the segment. I was like the first part. Mm-hmm just filming the guy doing like a practice run of a double cork. And then they said, so if he wants to do a triple cork, and then they, they had like an animation on that. Now, so everyone's probably wondering, uh, are you two now ready to try a triple cork? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe in my dreams. <laughs> I guess in that sense, I'm more of a theoretical mathematician, and I stopped being a mathematician on that edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was joking when we were solving it, and we were like, so it seems like definitely possible, like he could definitely do this. And then I was thinking about the X Games people, you know, the snowboarders, who like get, keep getting pushed like further and further. Like They're like sitting in their like room, and they're watching TV, and there's like some little mathematician saying like, oh, he could definitely do three flips. I don't know why he's not doing it. It's so easy. It's definitely possible. And he's like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to go try and do three flips. You know, it's bigger and bigger. That's a great story. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd like to add one thing that I find really interesting about the way sports science gets some of their data. Daniel mentioned a couple times that they had film of a double court so when he mentioned earlier that they actually had that like initial speed of someone performing a double court, they have a team of analysts that will take the video and then pick out data from that. So like by figuring out how far he traveled between two frames in the video, they can determine speed. And so they do a lot of their analysis through video analysis of actual footage. And I think that's really kind of fun because when they give us problems, that's often where quite a bit of the data is coming from. That double cork that the person did, that person was really wired up. They they were accumulating a lot of data from him. Yes, they do that. They have a sports science. Yeah, they have sports science labs where they, it's all kinds of very fancy, amazing equipment to get a lot of information and data.
This is a particular thing that, that you did, but it also might be fit the general uh, way people solve problems. Like they had to, you had to make some assumptions and, you know, you had to accommodate some new facts into those assumptions, like the new ramp in order to come up with an answer. Yeah, one of the reasons that I really enjoy doing the sports science segments, they because they come so suddenly, it's always the rest of your schedule kind of has to adjust, which sometimes is kind of hard to do. But one of the reasons I like it is that, it one, for me as a professor, it's a good reminder of what's involved in math modeling. But secondly, they're very, very nice to have for class to bring up either in modeling courses or in differential equations or in calculus to point out that, some of the assumptions that we make in those courses are inherent in solving real-world problems. And this is a fun way to bring up how to accomplish problems such as what sports science looks at. Yeah, yeah that's why I liked math modeling a lot and you know, kind of why I was interested in physics and math is just problem solving. And especially a problem like this is it's not like formulated exactly. They don't give you all the necessary information. You work out, you apply it in a formula and like look up the answer. You know, you got to kind of figure out how you're going to get the answer with not enough information. And then you, once you get the answer, you're not done because you have to check and make sure that answer makes sense. You have to check your solution. I thought that was really interesting. Well, thanks very much. Uh, that's Tim Chartier uh, from the Davidson College Department of Mathematics and Daniel Martin, a recent graduate of Davidson College, uh, talking about how they helped the ESPN people show that a triple cork was possible. Uh, Tim and Daniel, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.